wasn't in the script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just took a little while longer than normal for it to for the stream to connect. Um, <sighs> technical difficulties, everybody. I love it. The life of doing a live show. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Outpouring Fellowship Podcast. Outpouring Ecclesia. What is it that we're calling this thing? <laughs> we're still waking up, people. <laughs> either way, it uh, is. Either way, it is the place for Jesus lovers who question the church. And this week, we're going to be talking about kind of going to be continuing our series on what's okay in the Ecclesia. So we're going to be talking about the nuts and bolts and ultimately everything has to be based in love. If it's not, then we're doing something wrong. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's one of those things you guys. And Paul said it, Jesus said it, John said it. If we're not, What in the world? Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> minor technical hiccups. Um, I mean, it looks fine on my end, Caleb. I don't know. Okay. Is it? Um, yeah, it did hiccup pretty hard. Um, anyway. The bottom line, guys, is if we're not being loving toward one another, then what are we doing? Right. What are we doing? Because that's not what Jesus was about. And if we're calling ourselves little Christs, that's Christians, by the way, then we should be striving to be like him whenever possible. Right. And what that looks like what that looks like is actually loving one another, actually seeking to humbly serve. So with that said, let's, let's do our little opening spiel, shall we? Uh, welcome everybody. You can follow us on rumble. You can follow us on YouTube. Caleb puts shorts to sort of promote things. Um, on the YouTube channel. Um, you can listen to us anytime on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, though actually Google Podcasts is being killed. Because, <laughs> um, you know, anything good on, with Google gets end of life. Um, that's just Google for you. Um, you can talk to me on Telegram. At Matthew 76, you can talk to us on Truth at Outpouring Ecclesia. You can talk to Caleb on Instagram at Caleb Meal. You can find us online www.outpouringecclesia.org. You can drop us a line there if you want. 
Um, or you can just email us directly. I know old school, fuddy-duddy, um, what have you. We're, I'm, you know, I'm not in my 20s. Neither's Caleb, so get over it. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew at outpouringxc.org or Caleb at outpouringxc.org. Um, and by the way, if you fill in any of the contact forms on the site, we'll both get notified. You won't be on any mailing list or anything. Just whatever conversation happens, happens. Okay. So don't worry about that. <laughs> um, and of course the music is Indie Folk Background by KO Productions. Alrighty then, let's get to it. Yes, shalom, shalom, everyone. I'm glad we, uh, for those who are uh, here right now, for those who are listening to this, re- to the recording, and who are listening to their favorite on their favorite podcast platform. So again, it's good to be here again. Good to be with you, Matt. Uh, yeah, we were just kind of discussing what we what we wanted to talk about, and then and we do pray that the, we allow the Holy Spirit to uh, direct us because uh, sometimes it's easy to get a, in, into a rush of what we want to talk about and it's it is so important that we need to ask the holy spirit to direct us on what he wants to bring uh, want us uh, what kind of message he wants us to air on this platform so but um again we just wanted to kind of uh really i guess drill into everyone's head and of course with us too as we continue to move forward in this journey uh the simplicities the simplicities of just Hosting an ecclesia, because again, we're not asking you guys to start a church. This not, is not, not church. a building. No, it's just like what you in like with other churches, how they you know establish discipleship groups or small groups based on the church. Very similar to that manner. The only difference is that you are not applying your um, applying to the, to the standards or like the uh, you know everything referencing back to this particular denomination like you know certain curriculums or uh, a certain study no this is just hosting a time for whether if you wanted to gather for worship just a time for worship a time for just studying his word and talking about it not just reading in it like a book folks talking about it stop really talk about what is what's going on in this thing this kind of confuses me let's let's discuss this you know sharpening one another encouraging one another and sharing your experiences with your journey with the father both good and the frustrating things um it's think by just mentioning these things it's just pretty simple yeah well and before we before we really launch into that yeah. too much more let's let's cover the current event stuff briefly. yes yeah um so All I want to say about the situation in the Middle East right now is that we all need to practice discernment well. Of course. Um, I, I support the people of both nations. Not the governments, mind you, but the people. Because the people get caught in the middle. The Very people true. are the ones who are allegedly losing their lives. So be careful, be discerning, be aware. 
And how is it that they have so much daggum footage of all of this already? You know, that's, yeah. We've had, you know, the same loop of footage from Ukraine for the last, like, what, year and a half? Mm hmm. That should strike you as odd. It does me. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't want to go too tinfoil hat here, but just be cognizant that there's a lot of high-tech stuff in Israel. And the narrative doesn't make sense. That they were caught unawares. Come on. They've got one of the... <laughs> Israel has one of the, one of the strongest uh, spy organizations in the world. And we're supposed to believe that they didn't see this coming. Something smells fishy. Anyway, back to Ecclesia, back to how this is supposed to work. The, the love with which we are called to operate. So what does that look like? Well, we that, for those who have been listening, those who are, and those who are currently listening, they've been here with us for a while now, and it's almost close to almost close to a year we've been doing this, Matt. Maybe, maybe um, not even that. It's been maybe. nine months. Nine months. Almost. It's, it's, it's really Eight. flown by. Yeah. It, uh, um. Anyway, uh, what for those who've been listening, you guys already have an idea of what we're trying. The evidence of like. What did Jesus intend? What did, or what did it look like back in the day, especially in the times written in the book of Acts? It gives us that picture of what it was. And we can see that they always gathered in homes wherever they could, whether outside of the court of one of their synagogues or the actual temple. It, it all it all depended, but they were always gathering. It was a it was more of a lifestyle than anything. It was more of real to them in a family mindset because they were all in this journey together. So um, they were supporting each other that no one was within need. That's what it says. No one was in need because they were providing for each other. They were supporting each other in any way possible that they could and trusting in the provisions of the, of the father. And um, and that's what we really need to do because – and I'm speaking in the context of America because we're spoiled, we're spoiled rotten. We, we have uh, – we don't even know what it means to you know trust in the father with just providing for groceries. Because it's all because I mean we have now the Lord has blessed with us with that opportunity, but again there's always a downside that we rely on that too much. And, and let's say what happened? What if some um, incident, an event, catastrophic uh, came in, and ne therefore there was no groceries? How would we react? Mm, we would re we would react in there. Yeah, be another depression. And then people are in a frenzy, panic. People get violent because that's that's just our new human nature. I mean, shoot, and, we, I, we saw that with the toilet paper a few years ago. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Talk about going um, back to our base instincts. Um, uh, yeah. So, and really, really, I mean, I'm, I don't know why I'm kind of going on this road here, but it's just it's it, it's kind of we need to kind of think like this because. We like what, what Matt, what you were talking about with Israel, it's with human nature, it's so easy to 
uh, for us to get involved without asking without asking questions and, and and with us with our human nature we we tend to react we out of, we out of fear anger and it makes us violent and barbaric that is what and the point is when things like this happen that's when god's people need to start us keeping their feet on the rock their foundation and faith on the rock and in him and showing everybody what that looks like together as part of the group you know mm-hmm. uh mf going to join in uh but uh but that's what i, I was kind of just it's our mindset that we need to start thinking uh of things above we need to practice right now and preparing for when these things come and they will not to be sounding doom and gloom but it's just when we go in when we enter in these things we need to prepare our hearts and prepare our spirit so that way we can be that light in the darkness I mean, I I was talking to Ruth this morning, actually, and, you know, the, the truth is that there's not really a way to be humble without being loving. Hmm. And you really can't be loving without being humble because love seeks to serve, right? Hmm. Yeah. And how can you be proud but serve? Hmm. So, what does that mean for the body of Christ? What does that mean for Ecclesia? That means that as we walk this out together, we're going to stumble because we're human. Absolutely. After all, to err is to human, right? It, to be human, right? So, we need to be patient with each other and when someone does step significantly out of line there's a method that we that we are given in the new testament for how to handle that it doesn't have to be this big dramatic thing this excommunication thing that's far out that's way out there guys that's not the first step like no the first yeah go ahead yeah the, the first step if there's an issue you talk to the person you hear that oh you need to talk you need to talk to the person and then if that person doesn't listen then you bring the other witness and then or either one or two more witnesses and then again if that person's still not cooperating and all that then you bring them from the fourth the whole congregation now people think oh now you got to bring them into the church auditorium and expose the person no now in the context of a uh, ecclesia in a household that's i think that's even that's probably maybe even more humility i don't know no no but I, again because i've never experienced that but but i probably I, in a more family mindset in that context with that scenario, now the whole family's being informed about this. That mm-hmm. would, and that would probably and that would be embarrassing. That right. would be really embarrassing. How do you? So okay, let's let's break this down. So yeah. let's say somebody shares from their heart, but what they're sharing, or the way they're sharing it. 
It could either be the message itself or the way it's being shared. Just doesn't sit right with how you understand things. And in the context of Ecclesia, you can easily be like, hey, what did you mean? And that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Asking a question with a question. Exactly. And when, when you're not willing to do that, or when the person is like, well, this is just how it is. Like, I've never seen this in, in a small group ever. Um, but obviously it was enough of a thing that Jesus felt the need to talk about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and then Paul echoed him. You see, and you see the final step in, in this progression in first Corinthians five with the guy who was, um, having his mother-in-law. We kind of talked about it last week. Um, and that's that's a it's a disturbing thing if you actually think about it. And the reality was that I'm sure that he was confronted. I'm sure the leadership of the of the Corinthian Ecclesia were like, whoa, like mm-hmm. freedom, sure, but this. And Paul's like. Why are you guys bragging about this? This doesn't even happen in the world. They don't even tolerate this. Why are you celebrating it? Gee, that sounds familiar. Yeah. (laughs) What is it that that we're propagandized into celebrating these days? Oh, I, I mean, I would, I wouldn't know. It's not like it's in, it's in front of my face. <laughs> hmm. You know, couldn't be that whole no. LGBT thing. No, plus, no, 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 no. Plus P. That's been a, uh, my God. No, no, no. Oh. They're, they're, they're accepting, man. They're accepting. They, they love people. <laughs> <laughs> if that's love, I don't want any of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, we got sorry guys, we have to have a little uh, little um, mockery of it here and there. Like I love my kids, but not that way. <laughs> like yikes. Um but yeah, how hard has that been pushed for the last 30 years? It started with L, you know, L and G. And then the B got tacked on. And then the really messed up people, the T, started going, well, what about us? We should be included in this too. We're deviant, aren't we? (laughs) No, we're normal. And then came out all these goofy people. Yes, the others. The, the others, the plus people. Oh, yeah. Like we probably should move on. <laughs> yes, for real. Uh, any monetization? <laughs> bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, guys, like 
that was the sort of thing that was happening in Corinth. And Paul's like, I'm pulling my hair out, guys. What are you, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, contextualizing that, that's where we got off on the Rainbow Coalition. <laughs> um, the alphabet, the alphabet soup brigade. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, um, the reality is this has been shoved in our face for thirty years, and progressively, as new each new generation has been born, they've pushed it just a little bit harder into the kids and now we've got people who are convincing three-year-olds that they're living in the wrong body the heck mm-hmm. is that anyway so yeah yeah ecclesia and you, and the point is paul also that uh paul what you were saying he he nipped it he, he he addressed it and he fixed it. Where where were we at? He's like, look, and I'm guys. Referring, you know, we... yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. It's just where were we at? We needed now. The Lord is really waking us up, and people have they no get no no uh, question about it. People have really stood up against this and to say we've had enough, and that's we should have been there when it first started. We should have been we and here's the thing. Well, how should we have handled it? Well, we should have said, no, we do not agree with this. We we will not tolerate it. But at the same time, even though we were in we put our foot down, we want to show that person who's still struggling with that, that love that Christ gave to us. Mm-hmm. That hope that, you know, with him there is freedom. And to be clear, that's not just a carte blanche license for them to continue in that aberration that's not Mm. how we were designed guys that's not it okay what was the first thing god told adam and eve be fruitful um, and multiply not do long division it wasn't adam and steve it wasn't madam and eve anyway or any other weird talmudic thing okay because those are not those are inherently not productive they do not reproduce right mm-hmm. and if that initial command is still in force then what are we doing not so yeah I, and I think that's why so many people get caught up on this particular issue. Including ourselves. Mm. Like, I'm not... I'm not excluding myself. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, you guys, it's... We need to figure out how to address this in love, but still in truth. Because, you know, the the more progressive end of the church (laughs) um, certainly seem to have the love part down. 
They're like, everybody come in just as you are, yes. Whoa. Whoa. Back it up. Hold, hold the train. Hold. <laughs> hold the phone. Um, so what we're saying, guys, is not that we hate anybody. That's not the point. No. But that behavior, it, that lifestyle is not how we were designed. Yeah. So we need to love the person enough to speak truth so that they can start to seek whatever healing they need, whatever deliverance they need, so that they can be what they're supposed to be, what they were and designed that's just, to be. And that's just not in the context of going out and trying to minister to people and trying to uh, have them think a different way. This applies also to ecclesia. I would say this because, applies primarily to ecclesia. Because even within ecclesia, we've got so many issues. that, that Like Paul, what Paul was addressing to the ecclesia in Corinth. This, we have so many issues that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to change us. Including me, including Matt. And so because we, we can't be remaining where we are. Now, are we saying that we're in condemnation? No, no. What I'm what we're saying is that part of the, the 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 dying and all this, it's part of the journey. But if you're not on the journey and you're just you just it's like you know, uh, you, thinking that you're staying where you're at, you're not. You're either moving toward the Father, or you're moving away. Mm-hmm. There's no, no middle ground. There's no like there's a resting period and all that. I just want to break it. No, no, no. You are either moving toward Him or away. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Because one of you, because it's like a, that illustration, you, you're either on solid ground or you're on seeking sand. One of them is going to overtake you. And I guarantee you, if, you're, if your feet are not on solid rock, that even your one foot in, in that quicking sand, it's going to overtake you. We, like, we can't afford to continue pretending And if that feels like condemnation, I think you might be confusing condemnation with conviction. The Lord convicts and disciplines those he loves. Loves. Like a parent who loves his child enough to tell the truth that, hey, that was the wrong choice. I have to discipline you. And mm-hmm. talking to that child, say, like, "Do you understand why I uh, dare I say it? Do I? Do you understand why I had to spank you? That's how we. That's how I grew up. Uh, did you understand why I had to do that? So that you understood that this was wrong, so that mm-hmm. you do, you don't do it again. So that's part of the learning. That's part of growing up. That's part of maturing. And it's the same thing with the with our walk with God. That even on a journey, even though He loves us, we're going to make mistakes, and He will have to correct us, and sometimes have to chastise us if we, because we're so stubborn creatures. We, so was, I wasn't sure if I was still uh, on the air. You weren't. <laughs> okay. All right. So no one was hearing that. Okay. 
<laughs> Sorry about that, folks. Again, uh, more di uh, difficult details. And le uh, let me take this moment just to pray over our connection. Father, in the name of Yeshua, we uh, we pray right now. We plead the blood of Yeshua over our connection, over our live stream on Rumble, and then so that people may hear this, may watch it, and for those who are listening to the recording, that we just ask that your word uh, word would go through with this. But at the end, we would have not would not have its way over this stream. In the name of Yeshua, we just ask we we rebuke it. We ask it to flee. And we, know, we, we command it to flee right now in the name of Yeshua. You are not welcome. We ask the Holy Spirit to uh, make everything, uh, have all the connections. And continue to bring your word through this podcast. In the name of Yeshua, we pray this. Amen. Amen. Anyway, so where were we? <laughs> we were talking. You, you, you made a comment when you froze. You were saying like we tend to be like Israel. Yes, and needed to clarify that I meant you know the Exodus ones, not the current nation state. Um, no, no, yeah, You're talking about the ones in the biblical context when they continued to rebel and continued to plan and continued to turn the, the Baals and astronauts. You know, this uh, flippy flop. It's just mm -hmm. that's. And how much? And really think about how much are we flippy flop? How, how many times do we have to rely that we rely on our emotion rather than our just our putting you know keeping our eyes on Jesus? And that's the thing we really need to learn is that we need to keep our, our eyes on Him. And that's something He's teaching me: keep my eyes on Him. Do not look back. Do not look on how what it feels. Do not do not rely on the human senses. Keep your eyes on Him, and He will teach you how to rely on His senses, the spiritual senses. Opening our eyes in the spirit, opening our ears in the spirit, you know, uh, our senses that we're so used to sensing in the in our in the human realm, if you will, uh, the reality realm, when we should be feeling in the spirit in his spirit realm, because that's our home. Mm -hmm. That's where we've been given access now through through the, through the son of Jesus, through the son of Yeshua. Yeah, I mean, it's so. It's so crucial to understand this, guys, to really grab it because, <clears throat> and to not be stubborn, to not be stiff-necked. Uh, so when the Lord corrects us, like a loving parent, which he is, and he does, if we allow him to, right? how many times have I been stubborn about something that I wanted to do. And then God's like, no, that's not what you should be doing. What, what you doing, son? That mm -hmm. this is not working. Is it? But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. No, no, let it go. Come on, come on back. You're, you're a little frustrated right now. <laughs> But take the medicine and let's move forward. Let's figure this out. Let's get back on track. And I think that's I think that's the bottom line with with how the Lord deals with us, because we like Caleb was saying, tend to get caught up on our in our fields and our emotions. And we've been conditioned to be that way. 
that's how we were trained from, you know, my kid's age. Like, how are you feeling? It's not what are you thinking, it's how are you feeling. And, uh, like, don't don't get me wrong, there's validity in feelings, but they also lie. <laughs> we, we tend to be misguided by by those feelings. That's why it's so important that we need his word to return. So all of us, the ecclesia can return to the word and okay, so let's alright. We see what you're feeling, but now let's now let's go back to what is true and let's redirect those feelings. Mm-hmm. But again, it goes back to redirecting those feelings to the Father. He guys, part of the simplicity of Ecclesia is is talking about these kind of things. But also, when we talk about them, now bringing everything to the Father. Tell the, we need to be encouraging one another on our one on one time with prayer. This is part of it. One on one time with prayer and offering our feelings to the Father. Father, I don't understand why I'm feeling this way. I don't understand why I'm um, feeling the way about this certain thing or the, about about whatever. But Lord, I, even when I don't understand, I'm giving it to you. Direct me. Don't allow me to be misguided. Don't allow me to be uh, misdirected, or or or, or, to, or allow these feelings to stray from you. But uh, just give me your peace. Give me the peace and the joy that surpasses all understanding, all human understanding of about these things. This is what we need to constantly be encouraging, especially because again, like it goes back to what within the ecclesia we have our issues. We got something that we're going on, and part of dealing with these issues is talking about them and demonstrating that same love in the unit. Because again, Paul also talks about this uh, in Ephesians about unity. Unity in the body. Mm-hmm. There's there's one body. One body. And, you know, that also gets into pra- practicing the gifts, whether the charismatic ones or not. There are a, a plethora of non-charismatic gifts, guys. You know, they call uh, in the old days, they called it helps. That's That's the person who is more than happy to come along and, you know, clean up the chairs after service or whatever. And that's just what they do. That was me. <laughs> I did that as a kid. And that's not, like, bragging. It's just how I've always been. And and then there's the charismatic ones. The prophecy, the tongues, the healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, all all these beautiful things that we should be pursuing. But what is it that Paul says? If we do these things, if we speak with the, with the, with the tongues of angels, but we have not love, what do we have? It's nothing. It's nothing. You're a banging gong. Ouch. Ouch. And And I, and I know we've seen those, in our day, too many, and so and it just shows you that you could have the gifts, but if you don't have Christ's love, then then it's then then you're doing it in vain. You mm-hmm. need we need to have the love in order to do that 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 
that these that these gifts are more real and more sincere. Absolutely. And like that's where the love, that's where the desire to that's where the that impetus to put <laughs> others first comes in. It's not just, well, I have this I have this revelation. Okay. Um, I, I deal with this sort of thing whenever I talk to my dad. <laughs> he, he's, he's very much an armchair theologian. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. We all should be, but when... As long as it's with Jesus and exactly. you're, you're, and you're in that focus. When the, when it becomes more about, oh God. Guess what I got in my quiet time today? Mm-hmm. Versus, okay, how can I be more loving? And I'll admit to a certain extent, I kind of set myself up for that because I've gone to seminary, which is something he should, he feels like he should have done, but hasn't for reasons. I'm not getting into that. Um, so he seems to think that I know more than I probably do. Um, <laughs> and like, I, like, I'm not saying that I know nothing, but just going to seminary, that doesn't mean jack squat. Right. Cause I mean, even though I've, I've been to school too, I'm in university, but not seminary. But as I grow in the Lord, it really should bring you that that feeling is like, wow, just by even knowing Jesus, what I know, what I know right now, it just shows me how much I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that should bring humility. That should even bring that humility that brings out love, saying, you know what, guys, I don't have it figured out. I only know what I know. I know the I know the the the, the what the goal is, what we should be doing. But as I walk, I'm continuing learning every day. I'm, I'm still tripping, guys. Literally. Oh my gosh! Like, be real. Don't just get caught up in, like, what what else? What does Paul says about this? Oh yeah, uh, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Yeah, and it's important to have knowledge, but then redirect it with love. Redirect like, with love. It if you've got knowledge but no love, that's not wisdom. Because mm. wisdom is love. Mm. Ooh. Well, let's think about it for a second. How can can you be wise but not be humble? Hmm. That that no. it's kinda of go back with what, what what was it? You can't have love without humility or humility without love. Exactly. That's exactly where I was headed. And so even with the wisdom, with that humility. So it's just like, well, I well, just like, well, I, what I thought I knew, but I went through this experience. Now I've gained wisdom knowing in this area. Wisdom mm-hmm. comes from making mistakes. Like, seriously, guys, it's... We have to be careful because as we get closer to the Lord... The, the temptation as 
potentially relatively immature people is to trumpet the revelations you've had. But they haven't had time to percolate into your actual lived experience yet. They haven't actually affected you other than, I had this, this great experience with the Lord. Okay. What, what does that actually mean for your day-to-day life? What does that mean for how you deal with your coworkers? How you deal with your family? How you deal with people on the street? Like, seriously. It's all connected. And if you're claiming that you've had these great experiences, these, uh, you know, whether in the body or out, I don't know, sort of experiences, but yet you're not choosing to sacrificially love, to serve others, you're missing the boat. You're missing the point. And I'm talking to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm preaching to myself here. Um, you guys, it's so crucial to get the love, to get the humility down. And that's not, you know, when we when we talk about humility, we're not talking about Oh, woe is me. I'm just a lowly worm. No, that's not what we're no, talking no, about at all. No. That's false that's, humility. Exactly. That's false humility. False, false humility. And, which is actually pride because what are you doing? You're focusing on you. On you, yeah. Which we all tend to get caught up. Another thing we get caught up in. <laughs> like, be aware of these traps. Because that's what they are. They're traps. Um, we can't like we can't afford to be stuck there anymore let's move on let's grow okay and we're not always going to get it perfect in fact we won't get it perfect but the goal is to get closer to that the goal is to have those experiences and to have them profoundly affect how we live. Because if they're not ex- affecting how we live, then what's the point? Right. Right. It's... And that's what I again, and then just talking to myself, and that's what I hope to uh, gain from with uh, if I've if I've shared this idea, and I'm praying for the right timing with the idea of the prayer tent. Have I shared this on the uh, I don't think podcast, so. man? I don't think so. Well, I've been talking to the team lately, and I've almost tried to start it, but again, it thinks it should work out. That I guess just on the right timing. But uh, this the, the desire is still there, and I'm probably gonna have to go with this other idea that uh, Matt's wife Ruth. Uh, caught, uh, came up with, and maybe I guess you too, Matt. Uh, about a, uh, but anyway, the idea was to have a um, tent, a prayer tent, uh, or otherwise, you know, a set, of, uh, a canopy set up, uh, and uh, it was just a platform for to invite people over for prayer. Just, hey, we want to pray for you. 
We don't care what it is. We want and we hope that bring that opens up a door to hear for people to hear the gospel and for the Holy Spirit to meet them. I, I I'm expecting like, you know, healings and all that. I want the Holy Spirit to do his work. I want to be used by the Holy Spirit to do his work. So a time to just show his love, be real, be sincere. Even and it doesn't maybe it doesn't have to be prayer. Maybe it's just that you need to talk to somebody. Maybe you need uh, you know questions answered. You know maybe it just or you know you've maybe had an issue with Christianity and you may and just want to talk. You maybe want to talk. You know it's it's a platform to be relational, but also to bring the gospel to them. You know and hope and make disciples. Lord willing. So I wanted that platform because, you know, I see all these other people getting out there evangelizing, you know. Now, mm-hmm. I may not agree on how some, sometimes I do with the, with the megaphone and all that, but at least they're getting out there. They're getting out there. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been convicted on that. And I, and I want to. It's just I'm not that guy to go up to random strangers saying, hey, you need prayer for and all that. And that's why I wanted like a, a, a setup, a, a canopy tent. That way people know what I stand for. And you're more than welcome to come on over. Wait, I even, you're, uh, you're not a Todd White? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, I bless the people that bless those people that have that 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 um potential just to get that you know to let loose. And I pray that even with the tent that that will teach me to let loose. Um, but uh, it's got it's got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And even um, I can't remember was if it was Russ or somebody else, maybe uh. Some of the other people from the ministry that we we're affiliated with, with Omega Kingdom Ministry, uh, like purchasing uh, shirts. Maybe it was someone else. Um, but but uh, purchasing shirts uh, that says need prayer and just walk around. Mm-hmm. Have people and see, okay, I'm really asking you guys. You want prayer? Come on over. I'm more than happy to. So it's, it's, just, it's just finding the right timing and all that. But that has been on my heart. And I, want to, and I want to be used by the Father to show that God is real. He's here. He wants to. He wants to use you. He loves you. He wants to um, change your life for the better. Your your life. So, and I, I can't be sitting on the sidelines anymore. I want to be. I want to be involved. We're called to to do more, and I need. To, and I want to be led by him. I want to be led to see lives being changed. Because I I always love that when I see these you know movies on Jesus and all that. I'm like, man, wouldn't that be cool just to be a part of? And we can, we can mm-hmm. be a part of that. If we allow him to, if we allow God to use us, so. So yeah, I mean, and we hope that we've been clear about what we mean by love, what we mean by humi- being humble. Well, okay, what is love? What is love? Mm. So. I think the best definition that I've seen, it may not necessarily be scriptural, but it's pretty darn close. The best definition of love that I've seen is choosing to pursue someone else's best. And not because you're expecting something back from them. Like, what was it Jesus said about when you hold a feast, right? He's like, look guys, don't invite the people who can pay you back, who can throw another, who can throw a feast for you. Because, and let me contextualize that a little bit. In the ancient Near East, there was this really intense system of benefaction 
of where the rich would invite as many people as would fit in their house for a feast. And then those people would be obligated to them in some way, or they would, or they would give a lavish gift to the city, whether that be, you know, repaving a road or, um, refurbishing a, a temple or serving as a serving as a priest or a priestess or whatever. Remember, these this is pagan, this is pre-Christian. Alright? But the city and those who were invited to these feasts were obligated to the person who gave the feast, who gave the gift, who served in the temple. And Jesus is like, no, 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 that's, that's not love. That's creating debt for, for the other people involved. Let's not do that. Invite the poor, the sick, the lame. Invite the orphan. People who could never possibly pay you back. Because in that you will experience the kingdom. Because God will pay you back. And that shouldn't be the reason why we're doing things to be paid back. That kind of defeats the purpose. The point, the purpose of all of this is that we would be in a place where we genuinely prefer others. Now, that doesn't mean being a doormat. Because that's been preached way too many times. Hmm. Wrongly. Okay, guys. Wrongly. Like, boundaries are good. We need to have boundaries. But, at the same time, we need to learn how to prefer others. Hmm. To not stand on our rights. Okay? To give of ourselves freely like Jesus did right and when we do that that number one it's going to result in blowback from the world because the world can't understand that it doesn't make sense in the natural because why would you waste your resources they're finite, right? Mm-hmm. But what they don't know is that our God is big enough to pay us back. Mm-hmm. And it may, it usually won't look exactly the same when he does. It will never, yeah, and it will never look like well, how we imagine to be paid back. So what is love? Love is choosing to serve just for the sake of serving. Yeah, I like that. And also was going back to the definition because it goes back to what you the what you referenced that you know of uh, if I if I do all these things, whether I have gifts of healing, if I can speak in tongues or tongues of angels, but I have no love, I'm nothing. It gets to set in that same chapter of what love is. First Corinthians love, thirteen, yeah. Yes. Love is patient, kind, 
Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, uh, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. It's all right there, guys. So it's important that as an ecclesia, when we go, we, we're reminded what true love is. And the other one is that the one great, no greater love than one lays down their life. Including and, and not just for, not, maybe not, and not even just a friend. Even for the people who, who are not, to intercede on, on their behalf. Saying, no, 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 don't take them. Take me. I'm, a, I'm ready. Take me. Don't worry about them. Take me. It's, you know, we have to come to that point, guys. It's this, the whole point of this message is just to, to show how Ecclesia should be real. Not a uh, religious mindset in the sense of this is, this need, this uh, needs to be done. This must be done. This must be attended to. And then a checklist. No, it needs to be more real and sincere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when we when we lose touch with that, guys, it become it kind of becomes pointless, doesn't it? Like, yes, it does. It's that was the entire point of the cross was to show us the ultimate definition of love. He literally in obedience to the Father, out of love to the Father, and out of love for us, he gave us this example. He laid aside his claims toward on Godhood. Paul says that elsewhere too. Uh, Colossians, there we go. Uh, Colossians 3, I think. Um... And, like, Jesus could have been the biggest douche in the world. He had the right. <laughs> like, he was God, for crying out loud. But yet, he chose to come and be a like poor us. child in a backwater province. That was kind of a a problem child from Rome's perspective. So. Like, he could have come in with his legions and just set everything right. Oh, sometimes I wonder. (laughs) That wasn't his heart. That wasn't his heart. His heart was, okay, let's show these people how to live properly. And not at the point of a sword. Not at the point of a spear. Because that's empire. That's the the military-industrial complex. Um, that's That's the religious industrial complex. Right? And 
Ecclesia stands against that. It's about human relationship. It's about living in love. It's about living loved and able to receive that love from others. Mm-hmm. And when when we get there, everything changes. Like we we have a tendency, like I don't know about you, but personally I have a tendency to kind of keep my problems to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather suffer on my own and then share share my triumphs, but not the struggle. But that's not real, is it? No. No. Like it it would be so easy for me to sit here and go, "Oh yeah, th- it, it, it's just great." And praise the Lord, brother. Life kind of yes, sucks. Yes, there needs to be praise, but be yeah. Always have praise, but be real of what you're dealing with. Be real. And it's <laughs> that's coming from us that we tend to the, keep our problems to ourselves. And you know, in the context of ecclesia that's supposed to be family. That's supposed to be your safe place. And in that safety, because you know that everybody there loves you, you can be open. You don't have to feel like, oh, well, I, I, I have to keep the struggle to myself because, I don't know, they, they, might, they might reject me if they find out that I have this struggle. That's the enemy. <laughs> Straight up, that is the enemy, you guys. That that is not how the kingdom works. The kingdom is the opposite. The kingdom is everybody come rallies around one another when we're when one of us is having a struggle because when one mm-hmm. of us hurts, everybody hurts. When one part of the body is having victory. We're all having victory. Like that's something that has gotten woefully lost. Maybe purposely, I don't know, but certainly in a significant way, it's been lost in traditional church because traditional church is too big you can't possibly know everybody in that congregation. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know somebody, then how can you celebrate with them when they're having victory, when they're having something really wonderful happen in their life? And conversely, how can you come around them effectively when Everything seemed when the wheels seem to be falling off. When they're dealing with loss, when they're dealing with grief, when they're dealing with uh, sudden poverty, when they're dealing with broken health. How can you come around somebody that you don't know? And that's where Ecclesia comes in. 
that's where this message of small group comes in. Because that's, that's the point. That is the entire purpose. Yep. It's community. It's family. And I know those can be really painful words for a lot of us. Like, I don't know about you guys, but my family's pretty jacked up. Um, <laughs> and yet, we're wired to seek it, aren't we? Yeah. Despite it. So, that's what Ecclesia is, or what it should be. It's a spirit-led family, a spirit-formed family mm-hmm. that can and probably will wind up being closer than your blood. Yeah. I mean, us millennials, we do this. It's almost reflexive. We find a group of friends and we just set up shop. This is just a little bit, a, a little tweak on that. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of the musical Rent. Not for the sake of the fact that it's LGBT. That's not the point here. <laughs> not the point. But they formed community. That was the beauty of that story. Mm-hmm. What they were forming the community out around was problematic. Super problematic, but they form community. They they became family to each other. That's what ecclesia is. We just make Jesus the center of it. Christ is the head. And it's it's that simple. It's not this programmatic, oh, well, I have to go to seminary and, be, and get ordained and all this nonsense. That's man's <laughs> extra garbage. Yeah. <laughs> That's man's extra garbage. I love it. Like, well, I love it. <laughs> now, okay, don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, We're supposed yeah, to be yeah. able to <laughs> rightly divide the word of truth. So we need to study the Bible. We need to have a grasp of what it meant in its original context. Absolutely. No question. No question whatsoever. But, but, when we make too much of man's thoughts about God, because that's yeah. all theology is. Theology is some debt, usually, some dead dude's Thoughts about God that he wrote down. Right. Which are important. We're not, again, we're not trying to uh, disregard. It's a matter of making it almost, uh, you know, uh, putting it in stone, I guess. Uh, I... I mean, it, and it's the same thing that the Hebrews did with the Mosaic. Co- the Mosaic Covenant. 
with Torah mm -hmm. that became dead. Yeah. And we have a tendency to do that with uh, the thoughts of people that we agree with. We enshrine them. Um, there is a, a scenario in one of the sci-fi shows that I watch that I really enjoy. One of the characters um, went through a whole lot. Like, at the beginning of the show, he was kind of a jerk, to be honest. A really eloquent jerk. But by the end of the show, he actually became a spiritual leader for his people. He didn't want to be. And they actually started making, like, action figures of him. Because they appreciated so much what he wrote in this book that he wrote while he was in jail. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I, I'm, I'm not doing this. Uh, um, because... It's the spirit of the message, not the letter of the message that matters. And when we get caught up in the letter of the message and the letter of the law, it becomes, um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen the, the Keith and Kristen Getty version of, um, uh, yeah, right. Bunyan. Pilgrim's Progress. There we go. Oh, uh, no, I haven't. It's it's actually really well done. I mean, not a huge surprise there, but the way that they... And do you know the story of Pilgrim's Progress? Yeah, 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 yeah. So when he gets sidetracked by Worldly Wise mm -hmm. and goes off into morality... And, like, the way that that's pictured in... Because it's... Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Because it's animated. The way it's pictured is these... It's a mountain of just rules upon rules, laws upon laws, and you never make any progress. Right. Because there's always another... There's always another regulation. There's always another rule. Right. And you just... <sighs> when grace says no that's that's not it that's not life that's death and the cross allows us to bypass that not that not that we should be immoral not that we should no, be it, amoral what what did uh, what did paul say he said to again just the same thing to uh Romans or if he, or no, it was either you know it was either Romans or Galatians or Romans talking. About, uh oh, oh, so are you saying Paul that we need to uh, uh is the is the we that we don't follow the law anymore that the law is done away with and he says God forbid. On the other hand, we uphold it. We uphold it, but it doesn't save us because no. again, would you break one, you break the others. That, mm -hmm. and, it, and, and no matter what you did, the law, because the law is so good, because it's of him, it's his standards that we could never meet to, 
it would always lead to death. One of the reasons why he had a Jesus, God wanted to send his son so he could pay that fine. And then that with those who believe and follow him, that God will see not us, but him. Mm-hmm. That is the, that is the, that's the gospel. It is. So, yeah, we're not, we're not saying that morality doesn't matter. We're not saying that the law doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but we're saying that mm-hmm. Jesus fulfilled it for us. So in, as a reflex of love toward that, right. We right. can seek to fulfill the Decalogue. Right. And also saying Romans, you know, fulfilling the law of love. Jesus did that. So let us strive to do that. Fulfilling mm-hmm. the law with love. Going back to love. Exactly. Because what was it that, uh, how was it that even the Jews, even the Pharisees, how was it that they summed up the law? It was love the Lord lo- your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your, your strength. Soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. Your neighbor yourself. So what's the common thread there? Oh, wait. Love. Oh, love. Exactly. So how do we how do we do that? Mm. That's that's the That's the adventure we get to live. Is figuring right. that out. How to right. put, how to put yeah. rubber to the road. It all starts with keeping our eyes on Jesus, following him. Because what, because what you abide in love. Uh, there's another passage when you abide in love. Because Jesus is love. God is love. So if we abide in love, we will. It, love will come out. Mm-hmm. But it all starts with keep our journey by keeping our eyes on him. And as it's so hard for us, especially in this American generation, because we have a lot of distractions. So, guys, start with getting in your prayer time with him. Spend time with him. If it has to be 15 minutes, because I know people have got a busy schedule and all that. If it's got to be 50 minutes, so be it. But that 50 minutes could do some greater change in you if you allow him to if you allow him to do it. And then if you can get to 30, great. If you can get it to an hour, do it. But Figure out, spend time with him so that way you can allow him to lead you in every aspect of your life. And we want to be clear about this. This is not a religious obligation. This is a response of love. Mm. So if you're not in a place where where there is that response of love, to God, then feel free to ignore what we're saying. Like, we're not trying to put something on you. That's not the point. No. But we would hope that these podcasts, that something in how we say what we say would encourage you, would, um, spark passion for the Lord in you. Because when that happens, everything changes. All these things that we get caught up in Mm -hmm. start to fade. 
All these things that we thought were so important get proven to be not. Like, we're... Like, if there's, if there's no vertical love, there can't be horizontal love. And we have to receive it first. So if there's something in you that's blocking you from receiving, that needs to get dealt with. Whether it be pain, whether it be anger, whether it be bitterness, whether it be resentment, all these things close you off. And need to be dealt with. We we talked about healing. We talked about deliverance a couple of months ago. Now, hard to believe that was a couple of months ago already. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but the bottom line, and this should happen organically in ecclesia, where we notice things in our brothers and sisters that need healing. And we gently, lovingly point them out. We're like, hey, it seems like whenever X topic comes up, you have a reaction. Why is that? Like, it's that simple. And not from a place of, we'll fix you. No. It's from a place of let's do life together and let's do life together better. Because when that's our focus, it all gets simpler. Not necessarily easy, but simpler. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the entire point here is love. If we're not loving one another, if we're not loving God, if we're not receiving love from God, from one another, why are we doing this? What's the point of calling yourself a, quote, Christian? Mm -hmm. If you're just a reskinned Pharisee, And I readily admit I'm a recovering Pharisee. I don't have it all together. I have my issues. I have my hangups. Um, but the process of Ecclesia is the process of breaking free from that. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. So guys, are yes. In summary, for those who were trying to um, host their uh, ecclesias, it all just comes from just starting out in love. Don't uh, don't make it think something stressful. Think you got to do it right. Trust in the Father. Ask the Father. Okay, give me the timing to host, and we'll do it. And 
Just let it. Just let it be. If we wanted to worship, great. Let's worship. If we wanted to just study, let's study. Whatever, let it be. Let let the name of Jesus be glorified. Absolutely. Make it simple. Because it is. Like religion complicates things. It just does. Because that's the only way it can um, justify its its, exi- its existence. Hmm. Is by adding complexity to the life of the spirit. So, yeah, let's uh, let's land this plane. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us, you guys. It's yes, thank it's you. It's been great. Um, sorry about the weird glitches with the connection. Um, that's abnormal. Uh, um. But you can follow us on Rumble. Watch these videos any old time on rumble.com slash C slash OFP. You can find Caleb over on YouTube. He tries to put up shorts every once in a while um, to somewhat promote what we're going to be talking about that week. But it doesn't always happen. And that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, I'm got, gotta get better. I gotta get better. And you know, we have a new website. Um, be sure to take a look at outpouringecclesia.org. We have a contact form. Um, drop us a line there. And if you want to learn something more about me and Caleb, there's an about us. You can also listen to the podcast right there on the homepage. Um, honestly, there's not much else to the site at this point, but we also have emails attached to it. Matthew at Outpouring Ecclesia, Caleb at Outpouring Ecclesia, um, dot org. Make sure the dot org's there. Um, and yeah, obviously listen on any podcast app. You can hit me up on telegram at Matthew 76. You can hit us up on truth, uh, true social at, uh, outpouring Ecclesia. Uh, let me, let me actually pull that up. So I'm going to, Roll back over here and do do do. There we go. There we are on truth. Um. So yeah, guys. If you're on True Social, join us there at Outpouring Ecclesia. Both Caleb and I have access to it, so if you DM us, we'll both get it. Um, you can also hit up Caleb on Instagram, at Caleb Meal. Uh, the music, as always, is Indie Folk Background by KO Productions. Thank you again for joining us, for watching, for listening. We're honored.
Yeah. Uh, yes, guys, it's always a good pleasure. Um, we, uh, Lord willing, we'll have one next week. Uh, if not, we will, uh, we'll do what we can to give you a heads up. Um, uh, but, uh, we hope this, uh, the podcast has blessed you. Uh, and yeah, we hope to see you next time. Shalom, shalom.